0: Hello, everybody, and
1: welcome to another interview around data science. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Veri Aitkin. Hi. Hi. So, Veri is a research fellow uh, on public engagement for the Pharma Institute of Health Informatics Research. So, I guess a good place to start off, Very, is uh, what is the current work that you do and, and what does your role involve?
0: Yeah, so as I said, I am. I'm a research fellow. I work in the public engagement team at the Fire Institute. Um, the Fire Institute is a, a network of research centres across the UK. So there's a, a centre here in Scotland. Um, there's another one in the north of England, based in Manchester. One in London and one in Wales, based at Swansea. Um, so I work in the Scottish Fire Institute centre, uh, and my role is to conduct public engagement relating to the work of the Fire Institute and around um, data science, particularly health-related data science. Um, so that means. In part, my work is raising awareness of um, health informatics research, um, raising awareness of the ways that data are used in research or might potentially be used in research in the future. Um, But it's also consulting members of the public for their views on that, um, finding out how people feel about the ways that their data are used, finding out what public preferences are um, and identifying areas of concern and then feeding that back into the fire Institute and into research processes, governance processes, aiming to, to find ways of addressing public concerns and reflecting public preferences in, in research and governance practices.
1: Yeah, so it's a really, really important and kind of prescient, timely uh area that you're working in at the moment so how do you actually go about um, public engagement what are the kind of approaches you take towards yeah. that?
0: Um, I do a number of different things so so partly it's public talks and events um, so we ho- we've held events um, in the Edinburgh International Science Festival um, I also every year I do a show in the, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival um, mm. which is a really great experience um, I've spoken in stand-up comedy shows and all kinds of different events it's just trying to reach out to, to people who wouldn't normally come along to hear about science or to talk about data, um, and to get people engaged and infused about these subjects. Um, but then we also hold um, deliberative workshops, which are, are day-long, ev- day-long events where we bring members of the public together to hear about the ways that data are collected and used, and then to take part in facilitated discussions around that. So they have the opportunity to, to ask questions, but also to discuss their own thoughts and their own feelings um, with other members of the public.
1: So when you do these workshops, is it with a particular question in mind or particular area in mind, or you, is it more general about, about the uses of, of their own data?
0: Yeah, um, the initial ones we did were, were much more general, and we've gradually kind of focused on particular areas of interest. So over the last year, um, I've been running with colleagues a series of workshops around public benefits from, um, from data science projects. And, and discussing with members of the public what it would mean for a data science project to bring public benefits, um, what are public expectations of the benefits that should come from this research. And that's been really interesting. And the discussions are inevitably quite wide-ranging, um, and we allow members of the public to kind to shape those discussions and take them in the directions that, that they want to go in and really focus on the issues that are of, of most relevance or most interest to members of the public.
1: And so what would you, when you first meet these people, members of public, what would you assess as their general level of understanding of, of what happens when data is collected and processed? Do you find that people actually have a quite a reasonable understanding or are they completely clueless?
0: It varies greatly. Um, often, I mean, certainly with the, these workshops that we've run, we're deliberately trying to get people who... who who have a, a range of different levels of knowledge and understanding, and particularly people who haven't really discussed these things before, so people who wouldn't come to an event that you advertised as talking about data in, in health research. Um, and often people will start by sort of saying, oh, you know, I'm not sure I really know enough about that to discuss it, or it's not really something that interests me. But when you begin to discuss it and you talk about what this data actually is, and it comes from, you know, it comes from use of public services. It comes from your interactions with the NHS. It it relates to people's lives, and, and people can very quickly see the relevance of that, and and they're really interested in it. And then, of course, then they have a lot of questions around, you know, the, the governance arrangements around what are the safeguards in place to protect against misuse or abuse. What what in what ways are the confidentiality protected? And when you begin to discuss those aspects and and set out the and Certainly, in relation to NHS data, the, the governance processes are, are very stringent and, and very robust. And for researchers to get access to that data is a is a, is a yeah, it's a very rigorous process. Um, and that data is it's de-identified data. It's um, b- researchers have to to get access to that data. They have to demonstrate that they're only asking for the data they absolutely need and nothing more. And that's very important. Um, that they that it, any um, measures will be taken to reduce the possibility of identifying individuals for using that data. And they also have to demonstrate that what they want to do with that data is worthwhile, the, that they're aiming to bring about some public benefits and mm. and be able to articulate what those public benefits might be. And I think for members of the public, those messages are really important and that, and it does um, generally lead to, to most people being largely supportive of, of those kinds of uses of data, but not... Um, you know, nobody of us is 100% in favour of, of all research being done using this data and people will always have questions. Yeah. So I think often what we find is that while mostly people are in support of data being used in health research because they can see the value of health research, they need to be confident that that, that what that research is aiming to achieve is worthwhile, that it's going mm-hmm. to bring some benefit to society and that might be through um, you know, leading to, to new treatments, to new cures, it might be through improving health services, or or it might be in some kind of um, a kind of incremental way that we don't quite know what the end result is going to be, but we need to know that it's in some way leading to, to a positive impact and um, and leading to benefits for, for patients or for wider society.
1: Yeah, I mean, just picking up on one of the points you made earlier there about the uh, information governance, I mean, you know, I did a project here at the data lab around delayed discharges and had to use... Um, uh, medical data and uh, it surprised me because I'm new to this world around the, how stringent it was and I say surprised me, it shouldn't have surprised me really, it should have actually pleased me and, uh, and for any listeners it, it really, it, it does um, put your mind at rest about how much care and attention is placed on the security of, of people's personal medical data. It, um, it was a long and arduous process to get the data but but actually, I'd rather it was that way than, uh, than the opposite. Um, so do you think, therefore, that when you talk to people about the, the benefits of using their data, are they generally in favour of, well, yes, you could use my own personal medical data as long as I can see that this is the reason it's going to be used for? You know, people, if they're clear of the, out- of the outputs and outcomes of the use of their data, would you say that generally the people are happy to give that information up?
0: Largely, um, but I think you have to be cautious about making kind of generalizations about um, about everybody I mean, we can't treat the public as being sort of homogenous group, and there are certainly people within the public who have um, who are perhaps particularly vulnerable in one way or another or who have um, who may be more likely to be sensitive to the ways that the data might be used and certainly in our public engagement work we we try to um, engage with people from across society and, and from very different backgrounds um, and that's really important and it's important to, to bear in mind that while um, your medical data might sort of seem sensitive to one person, to another person even with potentially a, a condition that might have some stigmatising um, aspects to it, or might be concerned about potential stigma from, from a condition or, or people from vulnerable backgrounds, that their data tells different stories and there are concerns around the implications of how that data could be used. But I think certainly when we bring people together to discuss these issues, and what's really important is that we bring people from different backgrounds and with different um, experiences, and people get to discuss these things together, that generally what we find is that the outcomes are are kind of socially minded. So people are thinking about, not just from their own perspective, but across society, what is the value of this and what are the impacts of this? Mm but that does relate to where there are some um, areas of concern that the concerns are often about what what is the outcome of this going to be and is this going to have is it going to lead to better understandings which improve services and improve um, health outcomes across society or could it potentially be used in ways which say um, label people as belonging to particular groups and which might then have stigma or, or which um, create policies which are designed for, um, for people in, in terms of how they relate to particular characteristics and classifications, rather than thinking about people as individuals. Mm-hmm. And these are the sorts of concerns that people discuss mm-hmm. um, in these workshops. And again, that relates to the level or the extent to which people are, are confident that this research is bringing about public benefits. Mm-hmm. So it's really thinking about what, what is the impact going to be within society and how is that data going to be used. So it, It's never really so much about what that data is necessarily but how it can be used and what the implications of that might be.
1: Do you think that the media has a part to play in this because um, sometimes I read newspapers with dismay and whenever data is mentioned it's always the, the t- when something's gone wrong and the downsides of data and I don't know some medical information has been left on a, on a pen drive on a train somewhere or something like this but actually When I recognise within stories in in newspapers or in news that there are successes which are just solely dependent on this use of data, actually that part of the story gets buried and actually it doesn't, it doesn't rise to the surface. You only hear about data when something bad happens. So does the media yeah. have a part to play in this?
0: Yeah, and, but I think also we, it's, we need to think about our own role in it as well. And I think we need to be much more proactive in getting these stories into the media and, and getting stories out there. I think there can often be a sort of cautiousness about um, maybe not wanting to talk about how we're using data because, it's, because there's that concern about the potential um, negative responses. But then the trouble is that what the the stories that do get into the press are the ones that are led by the interest groups or by the, the by the, um, yeah, the interest groups who who are who are keen to bring about the, those negative stories. Um, so we need to be much more proactive in, in getting a more balanced picture of what actually happens with data and why we're using that data, the role that data plays in society, and in a in a more nuanced way that that yes, there are some potential issues that we need to discuss but we also need to be aware of the the potential benefits of using that data Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we need to be much more proactive in in engaging with the media and engaging with the public to to increase understandings of of that.
1: Yeah I I once saw a talk by uh, Professor Spiegelhalter I think well was and I think still is the uh, professor for the public understanding of risk and he had this great phrase where he said the news is in the numerator so if you imagine that you know something goes wrong once in every hundred thousand times actually it's that one occurrence that's where the news is, the news is in the numerator and uh, and that's something that I tend to always reflect back on when I hear these kind of stories yeah. in, in the news. Mm-hmm. So what would you say have been the key messages then from the research that you've undertaken at the Fire Institute?
0: I think that the emphasis on thinking about the public benefits that's, that's really been the, the key thread that's come through all of our work. Um, a lot of previous work has focused on um, particular issues around privacy and issues around consent, um, which are really important. And, and certainly for members of the public, it's, it's really important to know that your confidentiality is protected and to know that you in some way have... or you can have a sense of control over how your data is being used. But what we found is actually much more important than that is this being assured that, you, that the research has a purpose and a value when it's going to bring about public benefits. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's been a really important message to, I guess, reorient the discussions and, and to... Yes, take account of the, you know needing to avoid those negative impacts or you know avoid those concerns. But actually, let's talk about it really positively and let's think about how we can add value from this data and and have a, a positive outcome from using data. But what's also very clear underpinning all of this is that it's about trust, and members um, of the public aren't going to be. Aren't going to be convinced by claims to data being used for public benefits if they don't trust the individual organization who's making those claims. Mm-hmm. So we really need to focus on, on what it means for the public to trust um, institutions or organizations, data scientists, uh, and I think that what's really crucial there is to recognize that trust isn't something that you can manufacture or engineer, you can't make somebody trust you. Mm-hmm. So it's perhaps less um, helpful to focus on what it means to make the public trust you but instead think about what does it mean to be trustworthy and that's that's a really important message that's come out of our work to think mm-hmm. about actually we need to focus much more on our own practices and the ways that we ensure that the ways that we're using people data is trustworthy, the trustworthiness of research and governance practices.
1: Have you found any difference in your research about people's um, the trust um, beliefs in the difference between public and private sector companies, organisations.
0: Yeah, and that certainly comes up an awful lot. So, most of the work that I've done has been discussing um, public sector use of data or use of public sector data. But inevitably, when when you talk to people about this and you talk to people how they feel about data being used by academic researchers or public sector use researchers um, or health research people almost always discuss that in comparison to the the ways they think about data collected in in the private sector. So they talk about data collected through supermarket loyalty cards, or data collected through social media or internet service providers, um, and the different expectations they have. So I think, certainly until very recently, people would often... They'd have much higher expectations of public sector providers, particularly, say, the NHS, to hold their data securely and to use it ethically and responsibly. Um, much lower expectations of social media providers, for example, so say Facebook, um, where they would recognise or expect that it's going to be used in some way um, mm-hmm. and that they don't necessarily know what way that is. But also, at the same time, they, they often in the past would have said that they, they have a sense of control over that data because they, they give it actively rather than it being collected passively as it is in the public sector, and that was quite important for people. Mm-hmm. So I think um, with the recent controversy around Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, that's really challenged these ideas, and it's challenged people's sense of control over that data, the the sense that they actually know what happens with that data and, and what it could be used for. I think where... As I said, I think people had low expectations of, of say, Facebook and other private sector companies because they, they always anticipated that that data was going to be used for something. Mm. But I think people anticipated that it was going to be used in ways that, that create profit. It's going to be used for commercial interest. So it's yeah, advertising, advertising or marketing. marketing. Yeah. And it's quite a different story when it's used for political purposes or it's used in ways which are perceived to have a different kind of impact on people's lives mm. and on society. And I think that that forces a, a conversation and it forces a... a people to reconsider their data and the role that it plays and also to think about while we we might accept that our data is being used what's the tipping point and what is and what isn't acceptable
1: yeah because there's differences between the legal uses of data and maybe the socially acceptable uses of data and so as you say when when you give your data up to an organization you may have within your mind that they would use it in a certain way and the ways that they use it whilst not illegal were certainly not the things that you thought yeah. you know, with, with the reasons you were giving them their data in the first place. I guess that also raises the more general question about ethics. Do you, do you think that enough consideration is given towards these issues around the ethics of, of data uh, data science projects? So even if the work that's been undertaken you know, is, is very legal, but actually maybe there are ethical considerations, do you feel that they are given the due weight?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's I think increasingly so. I mean, there's increasing attention to these sorts of issues and and to social and ethical dimensions of of data science, and there is increasing emphasis on public engagement and and to thinking about how this relates to public preferences or or potentially public concerns. Um, We often talk about it in terms of it's about maintaining or building and maintaining a social license for uses of data, and it's um, what is legally acceptable is not necessarily exactly the same as what is socially acceptable. Um, so of course we have to make sure that we're using data in ways which are legally permissible, and that's you know that's that's a given. But we also need to think about does it reflect and does it relate to public preferences and public values? Is it also publicly acceptable, socially acceptable? Mm-hmm. And I think what's really important is that often you hear ethics or ethical considerations discussed in a kind of in kind of a negative way. It's sort of about avoiding avoiding um, harm, or it's about avoiding. Um, a negative response, and actually, I think we need to be talking about this much more positively it 's actually about um, improving social relationships with science and it 's about building a social license in ways which which recognize that this the way we 're using data is having positive impacts within society, positively impacting on individuals as, as well as across society and I think that's that 's really important, and we should see ethics as a a, a positive aspect of the work that we do and it actually strengthens data science projects and makes these data science projects better. Mm.
1: Are, there, are there any specific examples you can give of where you've been pleased to see the kind of, the weight that's been put on the positive benefits of, of a project or uh, the ethical considerations?
0: Well, I, I guess um, broadly speaking, I, I think that this is in, it's, it's getting increasing recognition so certainly within the researchers I work with, or data scientists I work with in the Fire Institute there's Um, There's a real commitment to work with the public, um, to to take on board the findings of public engagement and to engage with the public themselves. I coordinate a, a public panel in the Fire Institute in Scotland and and foreign researchers will come to this public panel to discuss the research that they're undertaking to discuss proposed research but also research that's that's underway and to discuss findings of their research um and it's really it's really great to see the level of enthusiasm that these researchers have to Mm -hmm. engage with members of the public to take on board their views um, and to have that kind of open discussion and often the feedback we get is that the process has been really valuable that they they go away and they kind of rethink their research and it might not fundamentally change what they do it might change what they do the next time or but it will help them to to have a kind of fresh view on their work and a fresh view on the implications of that work for society and how they communicate the findings of their work
1: yeah because you and i were recently at a cancer innovation challenge and it was the first time i attended an event like that and um, i was quite surprised to, to find that there were actually members of the public there because the whole workshop was around uh, how to use data with specifically to target certain kinds of cancers and and it was good to see and actually there were cancer survivors there I believe actually amongst the public who were there to give their input and obviously you know to so that these kind of uh, projects are not just led by the academics or the clinicians that they are actually bringing along the public in the way that yeah. they
0: uh, follow them through mm-hmm. and it's really important to to recognize and value the level of expertise that the public participants bring mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a and even with the, the best of intentions, a, a data science team or those working on a data science project, you know, they might be really committed to bringing about social value and benefits from their work. But if we only have discussions around what that means within our disciplinary teams or those working in the same areas ourselves, we miss out on a lot of insights and perspectives that can really add value to our projects. Mm-hmm. So it's by bringing in the widest possible range of perspectives that you get new insights and it kind of it challenges your thinking and it, and it gives new ideas and, and makes you, you know, have fresh eyes on, on, on the project which can bring really unexpected results and, mm. and, and can take you new directions or you know, sh- shape aspects of the project and, and have really beneficial outcomes.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating work. So um, what are you uh, going to be working on next for your
0: research? Yeah. At the moment I'm, I'm working with colleagues to, to finalise an international consensus statement on public engagement and involvement with data-intensive health research. Um, and have been working on this for the last year, um, since um, last April, uh, according to a workshop in Manchester which brought together 30 international experts working in the area of public engagement with data-intensive health research. And since that, over the last year, we've been working to develop this consensus statement, which is going to set out kind of core principles which should underpin best practice in public engagement with data-intensive health research. Um, so we're close to finalising the, the consensus statement now, and I'm really excited about that coming out. Mm-hmm. We aim for that to to really um, substantially um, inform developing practice in this area, and, and to. I guess partly raise awareness of the importance of public engagement and the value that it brings, but then also to, to shape internationally how we approach public engagement and, and the ways that, that we undertake.
1: So the consensus document that you're putting out is obviously focused on health informatics, but is there any broader uh, applications to the work?
0: Yeah, no, it certainly is. I mean, the, the core principles that are outlined in that in, in this um, statement um, around you know, the principles that should underpin public engagement and it's, it's focused on data-intensive health research but I think it's certainly of, of value and relevance to, to more broadly around um, public engagement around uses of data and, and thinking about social and ethical issues around data science projects.
1: Great. Well, yeah, it's a fascinating area. I must admit it's it's, um, it's, it's a side of data science that I as a practitioner really feel like I ought to be more engaged with so it's, it is really, really good to speak to you about this very because um, it's, it's something that I always concerned that I don't really pay enough attention to and uh, and maybe I think as a as a body the data scientists really should be thinking more about the ethical concerns around the, the work that they're doing and also how they actually sell the benefits of this to the public so I think it's, it's a really valuable kind of area you're working in. Uh, thanks ever so much for coming in today and, and chatting about your work.
0: No problem, thank you.
1: So this is me Richard Carter for the Data Lab in Scotland uh, please come back when we'll have another interview
0: very soon.